Welcome to From Realms of Glory, a Christmas audio series tracing promises about the coming of the Messiah until his arrival in Bethlehem of Judea. I'm Dr. J.J. Routley, Professor of Bible and Theology at Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. It's December 10th, just 15 short days until Christmas. The popular Christmas hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, has its origins over a thousand years ago in the monastic life of the medieval Christian period. It expresses the great longing of not only humanity, but all of creation for the salvation from sin that the Messiah would bring through his sacrificial death and glorious resurrection. The first verse reads, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. Yesterday we examined the promise of God to David that he would have a descendant who would sit on his throne and that his kingdom would endure forever. The reign of David in Israel was something like an ancient Near Eastern Camelot a utopia, an age of peace won through conquest. And the era of David and Solomon was one of the wealthiest ages, not just in Canaan or the history of Israel, but indeed within the larger history of the ancient world. But it did not last. The rulers of Israel could not keep it. As the generations passed, kings grew selfish and were tempted to worship the gods of the nations around them. The kingdom was divided back into northern and southern territories and tribes. The northern kingdom retained the title Israel, while the southern kingdom took the name of the large southern tribe Judah. The hope of a united Israelite kingdom seemed lost. And as the kingdoms around Israel grew strong, once again, the threat of the extinction of the family of Abraham again loomed large. It was in this dark day, on the brink of the destruction of the northern kingdom of Israel at the end of the 8th century BC, that God spoke to his people through a prophet, and with the prophet's words, a ray of light to remind them of his ancient promises to their ancestors. In Isaiah chapter 7, the prophet Isaiah was used of God in the 700s BC to proclaim a message of hope to King Ahaz of Judah. Ahaz should not fret because of an allegiance between the king of Israel and Aram to the north. Instead, he should wholeheartedly depend on the Lord for deliverance from his enemies. But Ahaz stubbornly refused to place his trust in the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 7, the prophet speaks the words of the Lord to Ahaz that he should ask for a sign from the Lord, that the Lord would give him evidence of his power to save Ahaz and his people. But again, the king refuses, this time piously claiming the authority of Scripture. I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 12. Here's a little lesson from the life of Ahaz. Don't try to use the words of the Lord against him. The Lord was not impressed with Ahaz's response here. Isaiah prophesied in reply, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you will weary my God also? 
Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house Such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. Isaiah chapter 7 verses 13 through 17. The sign for Ahaz would be that a virgin would conceive and have a son, and his name would be Emmanuel. Now we do not exactly know in the Old Testament setting how this sign played out. Was there a virgin who had a miraculous conception and bore a son? Was this a reference to a young woman who had never had a baby, who would get pregnant and then have a child? It seems there must have been some near fulfillment of this prophecy in the days of Ahaz that would have spoke to him about the Lord's ability to protect his people from harm, but the ultimate fulfillment of this prediction finds its culmination not during the life of Ahaz or Isaiah, but 700 years later with the coming of Jesus into the world. The historical event predicted then becomes picturesque of what would be true of David's ultimate descendant, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the ancient world, often the Hebrews included the name of God within their personal names. The title, God with us, would have been a promise in Ahaz's day that God was with Judah to preserve and protect them. Yet 700 years later, the name takes on added significance in the lives of Mary and her son. The young woman from Galilee, and she was probably only in her early teens at best, was found to be with child and the conception of the baby was miraculous, without any accompanying natural act on the part of a man that typically leads to pregnancy. Mary came to be with child through the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit within her. Her baby was no ordinary human either. Jesus was and is, in a perfect and absolute way, God with us. He embodies the promises of God to the people of Israel in the Old Testament of his abiding presence. Jesus is God incarnate. He is the Word of God made flesh. As John would say in John chapter 1 and verse 14, "...the Word became flesh." and made his dwelling among us. Jesus manifests God's presence with Israel because he is actually God come down to earth. As the Apostle Paul would later say in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, For in him, in Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. There is no clearer assertion that you could make that Jesus is the eternal God now visible in physical form. Jesus is God with us. God has not left humanity to deal with their sins on their own. He came down in the person of his eternal Son, made man, to crush the head of the serpent and conquer over sin and the grave through the destruction of death at the cross of Calvary. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free! Thine own from Satan's tyranny, from depths of hell, thy people save, and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Realms of Glory, a Christmas podcast 
For more information about Emmaus Bible College, please visit Emmaus.edu. If you've been enjoying this audio series, take a few moments to give us a strong rating wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share us with your family and friends on social media. Tomorrow we'll look at Isaiah's glorious prediction of the child born to us, the son given unto us.